Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Legally Steal with your host, S.E. Day. Good morning, America, and my Blog Talk listeners. Thank you, Bill. We got to jump right into the show. Last week, I told you I was coming back this week, and I was going to talk about credit. Okay? Credit is the new currency. That's the title of today's show. Credit is the new currency. But more importantly, how does your new currency match up? Well, that's what we're going to be deep diving in today, and we're going to talk about things that you need to know to get your credit to match up. So, why is credit the new currency, you may ask? Well, think about it. Cash is volatile, it's filthy, it's, you know, germ-ridden, and you can't control it. Well, when you can't control something as volatile as cash, then you need to create a system that can be more pliable to the open market. And that system is credit. Credit. Now, this is not something new. You should know this already. This has been coming at you for years. We've seen it on the federal level from legislation being passed, uh, the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Again, this is nothing new, but it is becoming more prevalent with technology today. So who needs cash? Everywhere you go, you can use debit or credit. You can get in a cab, debit or credit. You go to your cleaner, debit or credit. Of course, your grocery store, your retail outlets debit or credit hotels debit or credit there are some companies out there that don't even accept cash companies like apple why do they need your cash apple wants to know more about their consumer so they only accept debit or credit because we can track you better that way now credit is the new currency and i'll tell you just how important it is just this last week We've been watching the news. We all have. A federal government agency was hacked. We're talking about something to the tune of 20 million people. 20 million people, all of their information was seized upon. Now, what do they do with that information? Better yet, why was that agency hacked? Why did someone want to come after the Office of Personnel Management and hack their system? Why? Well, because that's information, personal information, credit card, I'm not credit card, social security numbers, addresses, everything that a criminal, yes, a criminal would need to take your information and create you. You do know, and I've talked about this before, and when I talked about it a couple of years ago, I was talking about identity theft was the number one crime in America. That's still true. It's even more prevalent now. Every two seconds, every two seconds, someone's identity is stolen. Every two seconds. Now, that tells you credit is very powerful. Because with credit, you treat it like a king. If you don't believe me, stack money. Stack money and go to buy a house. Go to buy a car. And guess what? If you have no credit... You're going to get the highest interest rate. I don't care if you have 50% of your money down for the purchase. 
Reason being is because, again, money is volatile. Cash, cash money is volatile. Can't track it. It's dirty. It's nasty. Uh, and credit is more pliable. We can see you. We can track you. We know your spending habits. We know where you buy, what you buy, how often you buy with credit. We can track you. And then we can tell a lot about you, like, you know, what type of person you are. Do you pay your bills? Everyone, every business out there is now seizing up on credit. Insurance companies, they want to run your credit report. Jobs, they want to run your credit report. Now, this is something like insurance company. Why would an insurance company need your credit rating? Why? You're paying your monthly premium every month. Why? Well, because, one, again, they can track you. They can see what type of person you are. And if they see that your credit score is not what it needs to be, then they raise your interest, raise your rate, not your interest rate. They will raise your premium for the car that you want to buy as far as the insurance is concerned. Of course, mortgages, you know, banks do it when they want to run, when you want to get a mortgage. But it's down to everything, everything now. You must provide your Social Security number. Because credit, again, is the new currency. Listen, stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Got to take a commercial break, you know, drink some water and all that good stuff. And then I'll be right back. And we're going to kick it into high gear. We're going to tell you, you, the consumer, how to protect yourself and the things you need to do to make your credit better. Stay tuned. Hey, Radio Land, this is your host, S.E. Day. You know, here at the Legally Steal Show, we don't stroke your ears with music, but we do leave your brain all satisfied with the climax of issues that matter most to your wallet. Tune in to us Saturdays at 11 a.m. where we'll discuss the pressing issues of the day. Only on the Legally Steal Show, where we're bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet. Welcome back to the Legally Steal Show. Once again, here's S.E. Day. All right, I'm back. I know I said when I come back I was going to tell you how to protect yourself. We're going to wait on that one. We're going to wait on that on the next segment, you know, after the next break. What I'm going to talk to you about now is how to improve your credit score. Since credit is a new currency, don't you think you should have the best credit on the market? The best credit that's going to attract the best interest rate, going to attract the best Premiums, the the best bonuses, don't you think you should have the best credit? Well, listen, there are the three credit reporting agencies, the three main ones, you know, your TransUnion, your Equifax, and your Experian. Now, there are some new kids on the block because the credit reporting is big business. Now, make no mistake about it. These, I said agencies, these companies are not agencies. They're not government-ran. They're not government-controlled, okay? They do have legislation that goes out to regulate them, but these are private businesses. So why is the business of reporting credit so important and so profitable? Because when everybody is looking for your stuff, they have to go to a source to find your stuff. Now, those sources are the credit reporting companies. Now, who controls them? Private industry. Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, and all the other ones out, 
They make money each time someone wants to see your credit report because these companies have to have accounts with these credit reporting companies. Okay, so that's how they make money off of your information. It may be $2 a transaction. It may be $5 a transaction. It just depends. But these companies are making money. So since these companies are making money off of your information in the business of reporting your information, shouldn't you know more about how that information is applied, given out, and how it's utilized? Well, of course you should. Well, that's their big secret. They they will tell Congress they use algorithms to, you know, chart your credit report and uh, to see what your bureau, your credit bureau looks like. And if you are a low credit risk, high credit risk, medium, moderate credit risk, it's their trademark secret. That's why they're controlling the industry. But let me tell you what you can do at home. And this is just acquired knowledge over the years and dealing with those companies as well as dealing with um, the companies that utilize those companies to provide your credit reporting. One of the things you need to do is look at your balances. There's something that we use in economics and it's called debt to income ratio. It's real simple. If you make $2,000 a month, $2,000 a month, Bring home. That's your income. If your debt is $2,000 a month, cumulative, $2,000 a month for everything that you pay out, that's your debt-to-income. You have a one-to-one debt-to-income ratio, which means you are a very high risk, very high risk. You only bring in $2,000 a month. And you spend $2,000 a month. That means you have no leeway. You have absolutely no leeway. If your car breaks down, that means it could throw you out of your debt-to-income ratio matchup. You now owe more money out than you have coming in. So what's the magic number? Where do you need to be? Your debt-to-income ratio needs to be somewhere in the 30 to 40 percentile range, which means you have $2,000 coming in a month, then you should be somewhere, let's say, 1000 is 50%. So 500 would be 25%. You need to be somewhere around 750 Okay, now let's be real. Where can you live bringing in $2,000 a month and only spending $750 a month. Maybe if you're living with someone, you know, maybe at home with your parents or with a friend, who wants to do that? So you're almost defeated from the beginning. Think about it for a second. You're almost defeated from the beginning because you must bring in enough income to put yourself in that perfect credit situation of that 30 to 40 percentile range. It's very hard to do when your job is not paying you more money or you just don't have that job. In order for you to be doing that, you need to be bringing in about $5,000 a month and only spending, say, 1500 Okay, now you get to that point, you can be in that perfect percentile credit range. 
you know, less than $2,000 a month, but you have a income of $5,000 a month. That puts you in a better range. But the average person, and that depends. Okay, now let's, let's, let's break that down. Because you can go around to different areas of the country. And in, say, Mississippi, income may not be that high. Well, your debt is also, well, I mean, not, let me change that. Your debt can be as high as you make your debt, or your debt can be allowed. But under normal pretense, a car note, rent or mortgage, utilities, groceries, uh, some entertainment, uh, buying of, you know, clothing or dinner outs, uh, that can run your debt higher than your income. So you need to be making more money, but then you go to someone, say, somewhere like, say, Washington, D.C. or Virginia, Northern Virginia, where the per capita income may be $98,000. Okay, of course, cost of living is higher in that area, but you can make headway. So, earlier segment, I talked about that government agency being hacked. Well, that government agency is is handling the information of government workers. Government workers, as one of the news reporters, uh, you know, jumped up on or seized up on, was government workers, military and government workers, those guys tend to have good credit because they have the income to sustain it. They have the income coming in, a high enough income, and their debt-to-income ratio is much lower which can put them in that 30 to 40 percentile range, right? So now, what does that mean, 30 to 40 percentile? How much do you need? Stay tuned. We'll be right back, and I'll tell you a formula that you can use. And, you know, how many credit cards, uh, car, how many kids, 2.5, whatever. Stay tuned. We'll be right back, and I'll get you that information. Hey, Radio Land, this is your host, S.E. Day. You know, here at the Legally Steal Show, we don't stroke your ears with music, but we do leave your brain all satisfied with the climax of issues that matter most to your wallet. Tune in to us Saturdays at 11 a.m. where we'll discuss the pressing issues of the day. Only on the Legally Steal Show, we're bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet. Welcome back to the Legally Steal Show. Once again, here's S.E. Day. All right, I'm back to give you that perfect formula you need to put yourself on the right track with the new currency, credit. Okay, so now we've discussed, you know, why credit is the new currency. We've discussed basically how this whole thing works. So now you need those pointers. You need those pointers to get yourself on track. And then we're going to talk about what you can do to keep a check on your credit and also how to protect yourself. So now, what does it take to have perfect credit? Now, these credit scores, they range, you know, you have well over a thousand, well over a thousand credit scoring models out there. But the most recognized credit scoring model is FICO, or the Fair Isaac Credit Scoring Model. Okay, this is a company that is outside of the credit reporting bureaus. The credit reporting bureaus only do the algorithms and, you know, place you uh, basically report what you have paid or 
uh, how you how you what your paying transactions are. But now they will rate that based on a scoring model. That scoring model is Fair Isaac. That's the most prevalent. And it goes from somewhere around 350 on the very low end to as high as 850 on the top end. What does it take to get to, say, good credit? First of all, what is bad credit? What is good credit? What is excellent credit? It never stays the same. It goes, it fluctuates with the economy, and it never stays the same. But I can tell you, somebody may be walking around saying, well, I have a 600 credit score. I got good credit. Not in today's market, you don't. A 600 credit score is bad credit. 600 below, bad credit. Fair credit is somewhere around 601 to say... 650, 660, 670. That's fair credit. Now, back when the house before the housing market burst, a 660 was good credit. Not now. 660 is fair credit. So 601 to say 660 is fair credit. Good credit would be 661 to you ready for this? 720, 730. That's considered good credit. Excellent credit is above 731. Tells you how the times have changed. Years ago, like I said, before the market crashed, 730 was excellent credit. Because they looked at that top end and said 850, first of all, very few people will carry an 850. Very few people will carry an 850. But let's talk about how you get there. Last segment, I told you about debt-to-income ratio being somewhere in the 30 to 40 percentile range, okay? Again, that means you have more money coming in than you have spending out. But there are other keys to this. If you have, let's say your debt-to-income is great, but you have 15 credit cards. Each one of those credit cards has a high credit limit of, let's say, $20,000. But on each one of your 15 credit cards, you only have spent, say, $2,000. That can throw you out of whack, and that can drop your credit score. You say, why? I've only spent $2,000 of the $20,000 limit that I have. So why would that throw me out? I should be having excellent credit. Well, what now happens is, you scare the hell out of the creditors because at any moment in time, you could take that credit card of $2,000 and, I mean, of a $20,000 high limit and run that balance up. So now you're out there with, say, 15 credit cards with $20,000 limit. That gives you $300,000 in credit. $300,000 in credit. You say, but I've only spent, you know, 30000 because I have 15 cars, 2000 each on it. I've only spent 30000 Scares the hell out of the creditors because at any moment in time, you could, you know, like lose your job. Now you could live on your credit card. No one wants you to live. No creditor wants you to live on a credit card. So what you need to do is you need to corral 
First thing, corral all of your credit cards together. Look at them and start cutting some of them up. The perfect ratio is 2.5 to 3 credit cards is the max of what you should have. 2.5 to 3. Now, I don't know how the hell you get a half of a credit card. But 3, let's say 3. 3 credit cards is the max that you should be carrying in your wallet. Now, when I say credit card, I'm not just talking about your your bank credit cards, you know, those with your Visa logos on it. Uh, not just talking about those. I'm talking about your store credit cards as well. I'm talking about the Macy's, the Targets, the Belks, store credit cards. Three credit cards max. That's the formula. Three credit cards, one mortgage, one car. Three credit cards, one mortgage, one car. Now, if you're a single person living by yourself, that may be cool. But if you have a wife or you have children, it may be a little bit hard for you to survive with one car. One mortgage, understandable. One car, not so much. Three credit cards, really? If credit is the new king, shouldn't I have more? I'm telling you the formula. I didn't write it. I just broke it down and um, uh, to give it to you. I didn't write the formula. But if you want to have perfect credit, three credit cards, one mortgage, one car. It's that simple. Okay? So, you need to do an assessment of your situation. How many do you have? How many bank loans do you have? See, everything counts towards your credit. Here's the other key. Pay your bill on time. Just that simple. Pay your bill on time, on or before time, will improve your credit score greatly. Paying your bill on time. The other thing, getting rid of um, little balances. So if you have a credit card, uh, three of those 15 credit cards, because let's be real, most people have more than three cards in their wallet of some sort. Start paying off the little cards. Pay them off. But here's the trick. Don't close the account. Even though it's paid off, don't close the account. Put the card aside. Let it stay aside. When you go to closing accounts, and this is tricky. It's, it's, it, it, it really is. When you go to closing accounts, it signifies to the credit bureaus that you may be having a problem. That drops your credit score. <laughs> right. You're thinking, well, how can closing the account hurt me? It signifies that you may be having a problem. So pay the balance off, leave the card open. Remember, you shouldn't have 20, 30 accounts open anyway. But if you do, pay the balances off, pay the small balances off, leave the cards open. Okay? You're on your bank loan. That's understandable because that's an installment loan. You pay that loan off. Close it out. Your car loan, another installment loan. Pay it off. Close it out. Credit cards are considered revolving accounts. They're not installments, which means they revolve over and over and over. Now, your American Express, that's a charge account. That's not a, that's not a revolving account, even though American Express have products that are revolving. Certain, certain credit cards that they have, I think like the blue 
um, card is a revolving credit card. But traditionally, they've been set up as charge cards. So remember, revolving accounts, pay them off, don't close them. Installment accounts, you can pay them off, and it's going to close once you pay your last payment. That's fine. Listen, stay tuned. We're going to wrap up the show, and I'm going to give you some information you need that you need to do right now, today. It's free. It's free. Government backed it. It's free. Stay tuned. I'll give you that information, and you can start getting yourself on track and keeping your credit where it needs to be. We'll be right back. Hey, Radio Land, this is your host, S.E. Day. You know, here at the Legally Steal Show, we don't stroke your ears with music, but we do leave your brain all satisfied with the climax of issues that matter most to your wallet. Tune in to us Saturdays at 11 a.m. where we'll discuss the pressing issues of the day. Only on the Legally Steal Show, where we're bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet. Welcome back to the Legally Steal Show. Once again, here's S.E. Day. All right, boys and girls, I'm back. We're going to wrap up the show. I'm going to give you that information you need to pull your credit report. Most people are walking around, believe it or not. You can probably walk down the street, and if someone will talk to you, and you will ask that person, what was the last time you looked at your credit report? They'll probably tell you, oh, about three or four years ago. Or they may tell you, I've never seen my credit report. How can you be a good steward of credit and you've never seen your credit report? Do you even know how to go about getting your credit reports from the multitude or various credit reporting agencies, credit reported companies, not agencies. I got to cut that out of my vocabulary. They're not agencies. They're companies. Do you know how to retrieve your credit? The average American has not seen their credit report in five years. Most of the times you will see your credit report is when you're going to make a major purchase, say like a house or a car. You don't take the time to take, you know, to look at it. So if you don't know where to go, if you don't know what to do, then you're not going to be a good steward of credit. I can tell you that now. It's just reality because we are creatures of habit. We tend to do the same things over and over and over and over again, um, saying that we want to improve things. I got to improve my credit. I got to improve my weight. I got to improve my health. But we tend to do the same habitual things over and over and over again. Okay, it's not my job to chastise you. I'm the consumer advocate. That's what I do. I bring you the information. So here's the information. The federal government, because of the Fair Credit Reporting Act, created a site. That site is called annualcreditreport.com. Annualcreditreport.com. You can go to that site, and because of the Fair Credit Reporting Act, you can pull your credit report for free. For free. Everyone in the U.S can pull their credit report for free. Okay? The site is hosted by the Federal Trade Commission and is the only it is the only authorized site to get your free credit annual credit report under federal law. Now there are companies out there, your karma dot com and credit karma, I think that's what it is. Credit karma dot com and other companies that will 
tell you they'll give you your credit report or your credit yeah your credit report and your credit score for free um most of these companies will want you to sign up for something because they're private industry they don't just give out that information for free without making money. So they'll try to do a credit monitoring service with you. And we'll talk about that in a second. But go to annual credit report, annualcreditreport.com, and pull your free credit report. Sometimes I know it's one a year. In some places you can get two. You can pull two credit reports a year. And those are coming from the main three, TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. You can pull your credit report, and then you can see what's on your credit report. You can see if they all match up. The information on all three should match up. It will not. I can tell you now, when you pull your credit report, unless you make it a point, it will not show up. But why? Here's why. Some companies say, like, on the East Coast, they will use Equifax. Equifax is based in Atlanta. They would use, use utilize Equifax to pull your credit report. They won't do a tri-merge. They won't pull your Experian or your TransUnion because they use Equifax. So this causes basically a rift or a misreporting of information. So if Company A in, say, Virginia pulls your credit report and they pull it from Equifax, and this company gives you credit, it's being reported to Equifax. It may never make it to TransUnion, which is basically out on the West Coast. It may, make it, it may never make it to TransUnion's credit reporting system. So now you'll have a credit account on your Equifax account, Equifax report, but you will not have it on your TransUnion. Some companies will pull Experian and not Equifax. Likewise, the same thing will happen. So in order for you to maintain, you got to remember, it's your credit report. It's being put out about you. So you need to take charge of your credit profile, of your credit life, of your credit reporting. Pull those three credit reports, annualcreditreport.com, and you can now look and investigate your own credit report. If something is on one and not on the other, then you can make a petition that it be put on the other one. That's positive or negative. If something negative is on your credit report, investigate it. Why is it on there? Why? I mean, if you didn't pay your bill, pay your bill. Listen, the next show that we're going to do, this is segment, this is part one of credit. The next segment or the next show we're going to do, we're going to talk about those things you need to do to investigate your credit report, how to investigate your credit report, how to put disputes on your credit report. And then I'm going to tell you about an instance that happened an instance that happened to me when I was doing all the right things, but it was still put on my credit report. How did I get it off? So, these are the things that we're going to talk about next time, but for today, for today, you need to pull your credit report as soon I mean, you should have been pulling it while you were listening to me. I know I want you to listen to me, but I want you to pull your credit report. So you should have been pulling it and look at it. They will give it to you instantly, one or two of them. It's been a minute. They'll give it to you instantly, or they will send it to you in the mail. No, they will send them to you in the mail, and you can still see them online. But pull your credit report today. Do it right now. I've enjoyed talking to you, as I always do. I'm back. 
check out our website, LegallySteelShow.com. We're going through some changes. And for you business owners, I got something coming up for you, too. Something that you do not, you do not want to miss. It tells you how to build business credit for your business. I've enjoyed talking with you, as I always do. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. I love you. And I'll talk to you next weekend. Peace.